I'll give y'all a minute to write your addresses down. I don't want to stop y'all. But if you have your Bibles, we'll be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. And if you could, please stand. Pay reverence for the reading of the Word of God this morning. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. The Word of God says this, is, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also ye do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for letting us come together here this morning. We thank you for your uh, spirit that's uh, helped us, the Lord Father, this week. We uh, pray that you'll watch over us, lead God, direct us. Uh, watch over the ones that are sick and ones that are home. Uh, watch over the ones that are uh, uh, watching out for this uh, virus that's spreading through this nation. Lord, I pray that you'll watch over each and every one of our members, this community, our nation, the, the world over, Lord. Just protect and uh, continue to lead God and direct us, Lord. I pray for peace. I pray for comfort. And I pray uh, that you continue to give us the joy that we stand in need of as Christians today to look forward to your return. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. And you may be seated this morning now. In 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, uh, verse 11, you'll find a part of a letter uh, that Paul is writing to this church. Now, in this particular piece of Scripture, it starts off with the word, uh, wherefore, which uh, I didn't read the verse before it, mainly to help us understand that it's uh, referring back uh, to what he just got done saying. Now, if you read 1 through 10, uh, he's talking a lot about uh, the great things that God is doing in their lives and the wonderful uh, things that Jesus is doing through the Spirit. But verse 10, the, the verse right before this, I believe, kind of sums it up. And then he says, uh, wherefore. Now, it says in verse 10, it says, Who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Now, in that piece of Scripture, we see a sense of peace. We see a sense that as a a Christian, we know we know that no matter what happens, no matter what we face, uh, no matter what kind of trials that we go through, that when we go to sleep, if we wake up and we're alive or we die in our sleep, no matter what happens, we're going to be with Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the peace that we should have. No matter what we face, no matter what we face death, we face disease, uh, uh, discomfort, whatever you face, we are going to forever abide with Jesus Christ in heaven. That's what Paul is trying to say. And then he follows that up with the next verse. He says, wherefore. Now, wherefore uh, pretty much means therefore, uh, because of. Uh, he, he backs up and he literally says, uh, just to make a Zach Stone version for you, uh, because uh, Jesus died and you are going to live with him forever because you trusted in him this is what you're going to get and he follows it with this he says wherefore comfort yourselves together now if you read any other version of, of the bible I, I like to look at other versions and translations because I like to see uh, maybe easier words. And when I looked up and I started to look at that word, uh, ye comfort yourselves, when I think of comfort, I, I think of, of hugging. I, I think of uh, a really speaking nice maybe to somebody, uh, comforting them when, they're, when things are going tough, being a listening ear. But I, I think that maybe Paul was trying to say something else. And if you look at almost any other translation of the Bible, it uses the word encourage. 
And I really like that word better than comfort. Let's, let's think this morning on the word encourage when we look at this. Wherefore encourage because of Jesus Christ. Let's encourage each other. So if we're encouraging, I want you to think about this morning. What would God want us to encourage one another for? Why would we need encouragement as people today? I want you to realize something about the world, about the, the things that we have to face as people. Wherefore comfort you one another. Wherefore encourage each other. Why? Because we face a world that is mean, uh, that is hateful, uh, uh, that wants to tear you down. Uh, hey, if you're in school as a kid, hey, I can back up in my mind and mentally think there was mean kids uh, and I was a mean kid, okay? Uh, hey, each one of you, I don't care how nice you was, uh, we was mean folks. Uh, if you got family, hey, you've been mean to your family before. Uh, you've been mean to your spouse, your kids. Uh, and you say, Zach, I ain't never, yeah, you've been mean. Uh, the world is mean. We are called what? Wherefore, comfort yourselves. Wherefore, encourage one another. Why? Because we need it. We need it, Christians. We need to encourage each other. We need to go up to each other and, and encourage uh, my goodness, at the churches, it, it seems like some people think that the church is only to judge. It's like a, a judgment center. Uh, we come only to look at how somebody dresses or, or how somebody speaks or, or how much people have prepared for each part of the service or, or how perfect prayers are when people pray in the church. Well, we come seeking perfection and, and the only thing that's perfect is Jesus uh, and we are imperfect people. We need encouragement. I need encouragement. You need encouragement. I don't care how, how good life's going for you. We need encouragement. People need picking up. We need to be encouraged. I, I want you to know in John chapter 16, verse 33, it says right in the middle of that verse, is in the world ye shall have tribulation. You are going to have hard times. It says, I, I don't think I've had you. If you haven't, you're going to. And if you're not now, you probably have before. Hard times are something that we all face. Hard times are something that we all go through. And Paul is writing, Wherefore, because of Jesus Christ today, it says to comfort yourself, encourage each other, is what Paul is trying to get across to the church. Encourage each other. They're going to face hard times, and I want you to realize that you're going to face hard times, and each one of us are going to face different types of hard times. And some of you will face the same things I'm facing and will take it different. And then the things that I face, that I struggle with, and you will not. You say, Zach, I've been uh, through what you try to go through. I, I've, I've been through this. Uh, uh, sister, I've seen this happen, and, and you can get through this. I want you to know something today. Each one of us is different. We handle things different. We see things different. We raise our children different. We have relationships with our spouse different. We have work that's different. Each one of us is so different that we do not understand what each one of us goes through, but we need encouragement. We need somebody to say, you're doing a good job. We need somebody to say, Jesus loves you. We need somebody to say, I support you 100%. We need somebody to go up and say, that, you know, I know what you're going through. I've been through it. Even though you may not know everything, but I'm going to pray for you. Wherefore, because Jesus, because of his blood, encourage, you know, I want you to think about what would happen to you if you were never encouraged. If you were never told. 
If you came to church and the pastor never encouraged you, uh, the people never encouraged you, you went home and your family never encouraged you, you went to work, everything was downtrodden, nobody told you good job, you never got picked up, you never got told that you were nice or looked nice, and that's even fleshly, but I want you to if you never were encouraged, that would cause serious problems. As a people today, we need encouragement. You will feel unloved, you will feel useless, and you will feel forgotten. If you do not get encouraged, you say, Zach, I can pick myself up because of the Holy Spirit that lives within me, and that I can be joyful all the time, and I say, Amen, praise the Lord, that's good for you. But the church needs encouragement. The people need to be known that they are not forgotten. The people need to be known that they are not useless. Uh, The people need to be known that they are better than people that warm up pews, uh, that they mean something, that their salvation matters, and that their prayers matter. We need to be encouraged. Now, I'm not talking about encouragement that you say somebody looks nice today. I'm not. And that's not what Paul is addressing. He says, wherefore, encourage to, to comfort. He's, he's not talking about saying somebody's got nice hair. Okay? Now, I, I do that to some of y'all sometimes. Tell you nice. Tell, tell you, you, you're doing a good job today. Or I, I really enjoy seeing you. And, that, and those things are nice. But the encouragement that Paul is trying to tell us to do is not, uh, is not a, 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 a <laughs> lifting you up and telling you that you cook a good cobbler. Okay? It's not telling you that, you, that your meatloaf is delicious. The encouragement that Paul is trying to get across in this is lifting someone's heart towards God. That's what Paul is trying to get us to do. And you say, Zach, how in the world will we lift somebody's heart towards... It's pointing out that that person has grace. It's pointing out that even though they've made mistakes... Hey, God's promises say that you are saved. God's promises shows that you call upon the Lord and believe in Him, that shalt be saved. You shall have eternal life and praise the Lord that when He calls His children home, you'll be called up with Him. That's the kind of comfort. That's the kind of encouragement. That's the kind of love that we have to show people. That's the encouragement that Paul wants us to show people is to make encouragement a, a daily part of our life is to show God's promises in somebody's life to them even though they don't see it. How many of you have seen somebody struggle this week? I've seen a man struggle. I don't know if he was homeless. I don't know what was going on. He was struggling to get across the road a while ago with a cane on the way here. I said, man, if I had time and my family wasn't with me, if I, if I just had the opportunity to help him. How many of you see things like that? You see people that need encouragement. You see people down on their luck. You see people at work that are struggling to pay their bills. You see people that come to church and, and you don't know how their family is. You don't know how their life is. You know, maybe things have been turned upside down. Show them God's Word. Point out grace. Point out that Jesus, point out that you love them. That you care for them. Encourage each other. Now, a lot of you, I guarantee you that when I read this and I realized that I had to become an encourager, that I'm not a good one and my wife will tell you he, I, he's the worst. He, I'm sorry. I fail at that. As a husband, y'all can turn around and snicker at her and look back. He's bad. Kimberly starts crying. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know about your husbands, but boy, when she gets tore up about something, emotionally, I don't, I don't know how to handle stuff. And when somebody approaches me and they're crying, I, I, I struggle. 
Hey, as a pastor, I'm sorry. And sometimes with the encouragement in a difficult situation, I'm sorry if you approach me and having difficult times, uh, my face won't show it right, my, uh, my mind sometimes won't be going right, but, but I struggle with that. And y'all do too, probably. Some of you shaking your hands from me, you're like, you can't encourage me. It's okay. Wherefore, encourage. I may not know exactly what to say, but I want you to know something. I will make sure to say that I love you, that I'm praying for you, and I will make sure to pray for you right then and right there. That may not be exactly what you want to say. I'm not the greatest public speaker in the world, and I ain't went to school and have a big degree on my wall to say that I'm a a minister, okay? But I can't encourage the way that I can. We can love the best that we can. It says to encourage. Now, if you want to be an encourager, the first thing you need to do is you need to help God. You need to ask God to help you find people to encourage. Okay? That's the first thing you got to do. You can't just go around saying, hey, I hope you have a good day. Hey, I hope you have a good day. Uh, that's not encourage. Hey, I love your cobbler. Hey, I, I, I love the chicken that you... That's, that's not it. I'm not asking you to go around the church and just start encouraging everybody. No, no, no. I want you to pray to God during the services today. I want you to pray at some point today, God, show me who I can encourage each and every day. I want you to wake up and I hope that you have some kind of prayer during the day, that you have time with God and you say, God, show me who I can encourage. And Boy, reading this right here, I got slapped right upside the face. Uh, or reading this, and I know very clearly who I have to encourage this week. I don't want to. I, I know that I have to. I know that I've got to go above and beyond anything that I ever thought to do for this person uh, because sometimes they're mean to me. Uh, sometimes they're ugly to me. But this week, I'm going to encourage that person. I don't care what i got to do. And you know what? They're probably going to look at me like I'm crazy this week. But I'm going to go encourage that person. I hope that you can pray. You probably got somebody on your mind right now. Is a man, Zach, now I gotta go encourage that person. Yeah, you do. You've got to encourage. Wherefore, encourage. And even though you pray to God and you ask somebody to make that encouragement, you've got to make a daily advancement. You've got to struggle each day. You've got to try to do it. That's not something we wake up and want to do. Hey, I wake up mad some mornings. I wake up, I done had a bad dream. My wife done made me mad in my dream, and I'm just infuriated for the first hour I'm up. about a dream? Same way my wife does sometimes. She'll wake up and say, I've seen you kiss another woman in my dream. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that, Kimberly. <laughs> I can't help you. And I'm picking at her, but hey, each one of us has different struggles. Each one of us goes through different things with your, with your family, with your work, with your, with your stuff that you go through. Paul calls us to encourage. Another way that we can encourage is we also pray to God to show us who to find out and help, but also pray to God to show you how you can encourage them. Because each person is different. I might be able to say, Kimberly, your hair looks really nice. And I go to work and I tell somebody that at work, they might not really like that. (laughs) But I tell them that their hair is nice. I have to understand, I have to have God help me. Because I don't know how to encourage everybody. You pray to God to find them. You pray to God to give you a daily help every day to seek out somebody. You pray for God to, for you to know how to help them. And the most important thing, I believe, is to be able to use Scripture. You say, Zach, I don't want to sound like a Bible thumper. I'll tell you this. You can paraphrase. You can use whatever translation you want to. Make it easy to understand. Don't use a, oh, crazy words. Walk in and say, I'm going to edify you today. What? <laughs> Just walk in and tell somebody that you love them, that you... 
that you stand behind them, that, you, that you're thinking about them, that you know that their job is tough, that you know that their life is uh, sometimes going through these heartaches, that there's struggles, this, uh, this virus is going on. Some people are cooped up at home going crazy. And uh, my goodness, what help would it be just to give them a call, talk to them on the phone for 30 minutes? What kind of help would that be? Encourage. Now, Paul says, wherefore, I'll just change it to encourage. Encourage yourselves together. And then he follows that up with edify one another. Encourage yourselves together. Edify one another. And I just use that word as a joke to help us understand that not everybody knows what edify means. And when I read that, I just that's not normally in my vocabulary. So I had to look it up. And once again, just like the King James is with a lot of them, almost every other translation uses another word. And I, and I like it. Almost every one of them uses the word build up. That's what it says almost everywhere else. So encourage yourselves together and build each other up. Now, that's not giving us two different instructions. I want you to realize what Paul is trying to say is you encourage each other and in turn encouraging yourselves will build each other up. Uh, the church will, instead of having his head uh, looking down, the, the church will have his head looking up, looking forward to what's going to come. Uh, the church will be prepared. Uh, the church will be happy. Uh, the church will be glad to be around each other. You'll have fellowship within the church. And you say, Zach, we're social distancing. Hey, you ain't got to hug my neck or shake my hand uh, uh, to build me up. Uh, I've got a phone. I've got an email. Uh, I've got a home. You can come visit me. Uh, and you got me here the, six feet away or whatever here in the church. Tell me whatever you need to tell me. Hey, the church house today, we are called to build each other up. You know what building people up does? It helps them find strength. Well, don't you feel tired sometimes? I do. I feel beat down. I feel tired in ministry sometimes. I feel tired at home sometimes, at work sometimes. I, I feel like the world's against me. I feel like everything's a struggle. And what help is it to be able to have somebody build you up? And you say, Zach, yeah, that, that would be nice. It would be nice to be built up every day. And I want you to realize, what's what Paul's trying to tell us to do? Instead of focusing on tearing others down or, or gossiping or, or talking about somebody else and what they're going through, their struggles, instead of that, stop. Uh, get that person that you're gossiping to and say, hey, we need to pray for them. Uh, uh, let's pray for their family. Let's pray for their life. Let's pray for their work. Uh, uh, let's pray for the church. Uh, you don't have to focus on tearing people down. Uh, uh, the world tears people down. Uh, your job tears you down. Uh, hey, the world that we face is hard and Paul says build each other up doesn't that sound good I mean my goodness church if y'all can't smile thinking about getting built up something wrong y'all he calls to encourage build each other up and he gets after that verse and he says something that I had to look at a few times to make sure I understood what Paul's trying to say Paul's writing here to the church he says encourage each other because of what Jesus has done and then, because of your encouragement, you're going to build each other up. And he gets to this next piece. He says, even as also you do. That, that's hard to read. It's hard to understand what that's trying to say. Hey, I'm simple. What Paul is trying to say is encourage each other. You're going to build each other up. Y'all are already doing it. Keep doing it. What was Paul doing at the end of that, in, end of that verse? Y'all know what Paul did? He built them up. 
Paul took a piece of Scripture to tell them what they needed to do. He wrote in this letter, hey, build each other up uh, by encouragement. Hey, you're already doing it. Just keep doing it. Ain't that nice to be able to tell that you're doing a good job? Paul gave him instruction and said, hey, you're already doing it, but keep going. I'm telling you today, church, the same way Paul is, I, I believe this church encourages each other. I believe y'all love on each other. But I believe that we should keep going before we lose track. That's the only reason this is wrote. Why would you address something that a church is already doing? So they'll make sure to keep doing. The church sometimes has to have those little reminders. Keep loving each other. Keep encouraging each other. The church was making a difference in each other's lives, and Paul already knew it. And he went ahead and wrote it anyway. Church, encourage each other. And as we, we think about them already doing it, and I was thinking about, we, we, we preached on fruit for four weeks. It's okay. I'll, I'll bring it up again. I think about a fruit tree bearing fruit and that seed. What does it have to do? It has to come out of the fruit tree. It has to do what? It has to die. It has to come to life. It has to grow. It starts to build itself up. And what does it eventually do? It bears fruit. That's the life of a tree. Uh, the main vine. The, the true vine. The, 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 falls in the ground. And, and I want you to realize that at the point of death, at the point of death where it comes to life, when that seed is in the ground, that is the turning point in the seed's life. Okay? The seed was pretty much worthless before. It was nothing. As a lost person today, uh, you're bound and going to hell, and, and your life pretty much means nothing until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I, I don't care if that hurts your feelings, but that's the truth. Uh, and when you become that Christian and you die to yourself as the seed does in the ground, and you come to life as a new Christian, I want you to realize right now, a seed in the ground, and it starts to grow, what matters in the seed's life? What matters... Right now, that seed's life as it comes to life. What it's surrounded by. Okay? What is around the seed? The seed is surrounded by hard, tough ground. If Christians are today are surrounded by hard-nosed, tough Christians, they don't grow well. If it's in a flooded place where everybody's just doing whatever they want to and it's stagnant, seed doesn't do well. When it falls into good soil... And it has the perfect structure. It has good things. When a seed falls into a good place, it grows good. It goes forth. It grows. Lord, help us today. You know, my main job is to see a church grow. And it's not in numbers. I could care less how many people is in the church. It's to see people grow. It's to see people understand Scripture. It's to see people have their lives get better. It's to see people turn their life over to Jesus. It's to what? Encourage. That makes me happier than anything is to see people encourage each other and love each other and embrace each other. Not as soon as I get done with the song, people are shooting out the doors of the church, squealing tires, getting out of here. That's not what I like to see. I'm not telling you to stick around all day long and talk, but my goodness, encourage each other. Love each other. The Christian today, if we want to grow we have to encourage ourselves with good things. We have to be surrounded by good things. Pass the envelopes to the middle of the row here. I'm going to pick them up. One, two, Pass these back out in a minute. 
give to somebody else. I got cars sitting up front. You ain't got to spend a dime on nothing. If you don't want to pay postage, you just drop it with me. I'll pay postage. You got to write a card to somebody. Cards are up there. Write something nice in that card. If you want to take that card home, send somebody a gift card, do it. I ain't stopping you. If you want to send them a check, I ain't stopping you from doing that. I'm not telling you to. But I want the church to encourage each other. Write something nice. Write something loving. I'll cost you a dime. How much does it cost us to go out of our way and love people? How much did it cost Jesus to encourage us? It cost him everything. He laid down his life on a cross where we were not worthy. We were not worthy to be died for. Christ died for us. Can you not encourage each other? I tell you, I, I bought them, and I'll, I'll admit my admit my.